0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rogue Wave podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture with the Rogues Who Create It, every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on facebook.com slash podcast. You can also go to youtube.com slash roguematter and check us out there. Uh, we might be switching our, our stream over there, too. We're going we're to be experimenting over the next few months and see uh, see which which venue is best for, for this podcast. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my co-host extraordinaire, the made-for-YouTube-only master, Hassan Godwin.
3: I'm not even going to ask you what that's all about.
2: I don't know. I'm I am just back came out of nowhere.
3: It. I'm not even going to. That's, that's fine. That will work. That will work for me. That's fine. <laughs> it's better to, that's better than jackass. So, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. Take it.
2: So um... I, I've, lowered,
3: I've lowered my low expectations <laughs> even another notch. So don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> Isn't that what it's always about?
3: It's always about lowering your, ex- just to meet with the, to, you know, meet with the parameters of your surroundings. Oh, it's yeah. always about lowering your expectations.
2: Yeah. No. I, Water I seeks
3: that's... its own level, David. Water seeks its own level. Go ahead. Wait, that's I'm the, sorry. That's
2: the key. That's the key to success in in anything.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, so they tail So they keep telling me.
2: So we have we have an outstanding show tonight. Uh, we have oh, the genius, statement. the genius behind the toys that made us. Uh, who's joining us for an interview? And um, and it's who's younger than me. Is he? Hmm. He looks older than you, though. So it's kudos to you.
3: Yeah, I cut that. I cut that out of the segment.
2: <laughs> he, <laughs>
3: You'll he, have to do some he editing won't. after, after we're done. <laughs> yeah. He won't listen to it. No, that's yeah. not saying he
2: looks old. He says, you look young. <laughs> okay,
3: I'll take it. <laughs>
2: right. It's a work. That works. Um, yeah, we got Brian Volkweis on. He's going to talk about working with Zac Efron. He's going to talk about uh, his favorite toy lines. We're going to ask him some good questions. Uh, and I think there will be some cursing involved. I think we we there lifted our cursing. we lifted our no cursing. Uh,
3: yeah, um, maybe a little few swear words. My 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 statement was to mean that that he's accomplished quite a bit being <sighs> younger than me. You know, but I do You you took it to a cosmetic level. That's yeah. fine. It's yeah, yeah but I, all right. It's it's you're always making it weird. You're always making it really strange. <laughs> That's what I
2: can do best. Yeah, well, yeah. All
3: right. Well, don't don't be as good as it as you already are. You know, try to got... be worse at
2: it. We've got Zack Snyder. Uh, he returns as well. Uh, he's got a new yes. Netflix
3: movie. Some may say a beginning. triumphant return. Yeah. Some might call this is the year of the Snyder, triumphant. for
2: sure. This is the year of the Snyderverse in, in whatever, in every way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, that you one want way to or
3: another. One you one want way to think about it.
2: You've got your Rogue Rage, which is a mystery to me. So I'm very excited to hear what your Rogue Rage is. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and, but we're going to start tonight with um, a new trailer uh, dropped. Uh, first of all, by the way, trending today was Loki, because people want to remind everyone that in two weeks from now, we have Loki, yeah. uh, which is cool because we Are get to actually. About Loki. I am excited about Loki, and I'm also excited that it's drops on Wednesdays so we can watch it before we actually record our shows. And um...
3: only if you're up at 3 a.m.
2: No, no, it's it's like all day Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. no, it's all day Wednesday. So it, it would technically uh... drop Tuesday at 3 a.m.
3: Yeah, but I'm, I'm betraying, accidentally betraying our record time. So <laughs> cut that, cut that segment out also.
2: <laughs> no, you're good though, because think about it. Like, um,
3: yeah, but if I haven't watched it, like, okay, we've, we've broadcasted eight, but that doesn't necessarily mean we recorded eight. no well, not all the
2: time. No, of course we yeah. had, we did Brian Volkwise beforehand. We did, yes. um you know, Gates McFadden before time, but no, yes. So technically it's Wednesday 3am. So it's before. So it, the, the time difference
3: works out. So I'm, I'm I mean, I mean, something, something we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll be able to deal with it. Yeah. We'll, we'll work it out.
2: But I do want to start with a trailer that dropped instead uh, from the Marvel universe. It is our first look at the Eternals. And uh, so Marvel dropped the first poster and dropped the first trailer on Monday um, it definitely uh, is going to be hitting the big screen, hopefully, which is, <laughs> which is what we hope for uh, in November. But uh, the trailer is from director, from recent Oscar, Oscar-winning director Chloe Zhao. Um, it not only did a gorgeous, sun-drenched first poster debut online, but the trailer arrived, too. Uh, it is in her, uh, her unique vision for the film, and it's very clear in the first footage released by Marvel Studios. The Eternals trailer shows the team arriving, To humanity before guiding them with tools and weapons to help build humanity evolve uh to help build a i don't know if that yeah i don't know
3: but i'm gonna leave it alone i'm not gonna bug you about it yeah
2: well it's not me this is coming from heroic hollywood uh how it'll deal with the rest of the marvel cinematic universe remains to be seen but it definitely takes place after avengers endgame as sprite Mm -hmm. asks who might lead the team now that captain rogers and iron man are both gone Kind of a kind of
3: kind of a messed up thing to do since you just established a whole brand new Captain America. But, you know, (laughs) apparently the, the Eternals don't believe that Sam is a worthy successor to Captain America. Well, they say Captain Rod. If Rogers. I wanna make a racial case out of it, I could. I can make this <laughs> into a big deal. I wanna mean, I can make it into a big deal. Already, already the Eternals have proved themselves a little biased. That's I'm saying. I'm a little just cultural saying bias, I'm, bias A for little you? bit, a little bit from the Eternals. But yeah, it's fine. It's a cute it was a cute segment. It was pretty cute. Um it's gonna be Marvel's gonna have to be careful. The Marvel universe, of course, is rife with like m- like enormous monstrous titans you know characters yeah which is always cool because the world building and how big things are that's always a cool thing but it's all whenever you have superman in your story you're always like well where was superman during you know during during pearl harbor you know where was superman during the you know 9-11 you know now that which always means there's going to have to be a cap uh, a caveat where who said super being has made a vow never to get involved you know and then you know it's always going to be about how they break you know this is the story where they break their vow because they can't take it anymore so it's it's um it's 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 a trope it's fine it works it i don't i don't mind it at all it's not something that need to be fixed or go go away but it is kind of an old you know it is an old trope like these these. i mean isn't that pretty much jupiter's legacy where everyone was sitting around deciding hmm I I think we need to be more involved, and I think we we need to up the ante on on our our code of conduct, and uh, and you know some some people are holding out, and other people are like you know gung ho. Let's change this thing up, and let's yeah, you know yeah. let's get involved more. That's pretty much probably what the uh, the eternal seems like it's going to be about.
2: What's interesting is it is uh, it was two things I thought when I was watching this trailer. Uh, one, I thought this I is probably. What's that
3: night now? I mean. you No.
2: Um, one, this is what civilization probably was. We were probably, you know, influenced by aliens that came down. If you're an ancient aliens fan, that Ooh, was their that's whole a, premise. That's a hot
3: take. That's a hot, a hot take. take. So very, you're very. You're into flat earth territory there. My yeah, so it's very
2: interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, if you if you listen to the, what, the retired Israeli, um, you know, not the prime minister. He, he was on the uh, space program for for Israel. He's like, I'm old now. I don't care. Aliens are real. (laughs) There's all the amazing aliens are big right now. Aliens are hot. I I was actually in a meeting recently. I was in a meeting recently. No, you're not going to tell me. Aliens are so hot right now.
3: (laughs) Hansel, he's so hot. (laughs) We live in a dark world, man. We live in a real like this. It's just a corporate sludge. It was funny. The world that we live in. It was, I'm it sure. was
2: pretty cool, actually. I'm I, sure. I, we, all, we all actually giggled after it was said. Because and, uh, and what out. else could you do? <laughs> it was a very meta conversation to have. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but yes, I aliens so. are hot right now. Uh, so, so there was kind of, you know, there's some um, theorized truth to that, which is, which is interesting. But it all, what it also means um, outside of the ancient aliens uh, dialect is that they've been influencing the Marvel history throughout. And so mm-hmm. why now? Yeah. Why are they coming now? Uh, obviously remains to be seen when we get into the film. Um, the other thing was just the, the stark visuals of it reminded me not in a direct comparison way, but it, it had it, it kind of whimsical, um, fantastical uh, glory that I felt watching Lord of the Rings again. It's a feeling, not a um, not a, a direct comparison. There's nothing in this trailer that I could directly compare to Lord of the Rings, aside from the feeling I got um, Can't
0: find from watching certain
2: right certain things that I saw in Lord of the Rings. Now, it's not again, it's not Marvel's version of Lord of the Rings. Again, it was merely just a uh, like a like a feeling, especially uh, when Orlando Bloom's character. You know, we get to actually find, you know, uh, go, you know, go into the elven woods and and, um, you know, I, I'm I'm. The, all the names are going to escape me as to who the characters were. But actually, yeah. But when you actually get to go see like, you know, his people in that like fantastical realm that, you know, that they existed in the woodland realm, <laughs> that's what I got. I, I kind of got when I watched this, I felt I felt in that kind of
3: you were going to go into the the deeper inner sanctum of the. You know, of 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 great powers that have yet to be discovered within yeah. the Marvel universe, kind of exactly, situation.
2: exactly. Wow, look at you! You enunciated it perfectly for me. I love it. Oh, that's that's kind of what me. I
3: do. That's that's like exactly
2: mine. what I was feeling.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you did text me and tell me to say that. So, <laughs> just, <no. laughs>
2: if I texted we'll you to say commentary. that, then then I would have just <laughs> said it. No, I mean you, you. You got it. You nailed it. Like that. I'm trying the, to help you,
3: man. You you're just you're just denying the help. No, I'm
2: giving it. Look, I am. I'm walking I, away from the help. I'm the. I have no ego. I am a guy that can literally oh, just. I'll just pong that. I'll, I'll pong credit.
3: That's not true. All right. Okay. So that's that's the level of lie we're gonna do for this show. <laughs> I guess you. Not a lie. It's
2: not a lie. You. you.
3: Uh, All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You
2: pushed me across the finish line
3: there, and I, I totally and I, agree. with I you. Appreciate I appreciate. it. I did. I, I want to raise. That. I want to raise. I want more money.
2: <laughs> did the visuals do anything for you? Was it anything that uh, moved you, even in a way that might have felt familiar, but in a good way?
3: It looked good. I mean, it looked really good. They they always look good, though. The only thing that's kind of weird is it's a, it's a, it's a side tangent. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's kind of strange is the the one the one trailer I've seen recently that didn't look like super visually amazing yeah. was dune and i think i think that's because they're hiding the visuals from dune you know because i, yeah. I know that denny zilleneuve is uh it's you know he's an amazing uh, director i've loved everything that he's done so i know he's a he's a very visual director so i think the imagery from dune is 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 plain on purpose which, you know, which, you know, but that's also me giving it the benefit of the doubt. So, like, everything, even the trailer for Army of the Dead uh looked pretty amazing. You know, like that second one, the one with the gambler. Sure. Like, made everybody, that reignited everyone's excitement for it. So, trailers, I never, you know, I never really go by visuals. The visuals for the Eternals look really good. Yeah. It it, it looks interesting. Um I'm happy to see Kit Harrington. You know, yep. it's working now after he gets sent back to the wall. Um, you know, I I like the actors they have involved there. They they've got Jon Snow and 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 uh, Rob Stark back together, right? They've got uh, they they've uh, the I forget what the actress's name is. A woman from Humans, uh, that which was a really f- great and um, and pretty underappreciated uh, mm-hmm. story about robot you know about like replicants human robots mm-hmm. that i think was superior to uh to west world but don't tell anybody i said that mm-hmm. um you know you got a uh, you got a uh uh big heavyweights that are in this film you know oh, Gemma um, chan
2: sama hayek
3: yeah i mean there's there's some amazing people in it so i think it's going to be great i think it's going to be uh, I Kumail think
2: it's Nanjiani from uh one of my favorite shows, Silicon Valley. He was yeah. amazing in that show. A um, hidden gem uh who seems to steal every movie he's in is Brian Tyree Henry. Um he was in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh he's in Atlanta. Uh the show Atlanta he as paperboy, he's fantastic. As, I mean, it's amazing. It, he actually um has incredible range too, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, what it is. And then we have Angelina Jolie. I mean, that's, you know, you don't get much bigger than that, right? That's
3: what I'm saying. That's going to be on the, that's going to be on the level of having, uh, 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 Kate Blanchett in a Thor movie, you know, you know, and she just, I mean, she dominated that movie, you know, even, and she made a really ridiculous character. Like some some character comes out of, comes out of hell after like 1500 years and can and he just and just monologues and breaks hammers and stuff like that, but it it just works like you yeah. just you just accept it because it's Cate Blanchett doing the dialogue, so it's kind of like um, it's kind of like when Christopher Lee was in Attack of the Clones, and you're like, oh, that's what acting is, you know, because everybody else <laughs> right. is just like, you know, and Christopher Lee is just. Is just having fun with that stiff dialogue and he's yeah. making it work where everybody else is struggling well, with it. Ewan
2: McGregor was pretty good with that too. He yes. He was, he was, yes. uh, he was always that's good. That's why the that.
3: scene between Ewan McGregor and Christopher right. Lee is, is probably the best scene in, right. in the first two prequel movies. Yes. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty amazing. I think that's going to be a big deal. It's going to probably be, we're going to get into prediction territory. I know, I know you're going there. So, I'm gonna actually, going to actually, yeah, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to get prediction territory. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, I, I don't believe I have, you, I have though, two so.
2: questions for you out of this and Song Chi. Which trailer resonated more to you? I don't know. I, I, I think
3: the I trailer even get that excited, reson- but, but
2: what moved you more? Look, a, I'm going to be, be honest.
3: This the trailer that got me the most was the, was the phase four trailer, that overall trailer. Ooh, that, yeah, well, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's an amazing. Key, <laughs> huh? it's not cheating it's not cheating it's, on your
2: part i mean that's almost like that's just that's just cheating
3: on marvel that's part, what i'm I mean. saying it's but it's doing exactly what the trailers are supposed to do it's supposed yeah. to get you excited for it and you yeah. you realize that these movies you've had i remember people having getting chills because after uh after dark knight rises came out um christopher nolan or the nolan company i'm not, i'm sure it wasn't nolan himself but you know his people mm-hmm. put together a trailer for the trilogy for the dark knight trilogy um, which is odd to call it because the first movie didn't have Dark Knight in the title, but who cares? Like, that's just me, just me being a jerk. But, um, and the trailer was a solid, even for a person who did, yeah. who, who has, uh, has dubious, uh, 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 regard for some of those movies. Um, the trailer was pretty intense. Yeah. Like, it was, a, it was really a wonderful trailer. So, this overall trailer showing you whole bunches of you know highlights key segments from uh, the first three phases, and now is, is you know is cheating or teasing phase four? Mm-hmm. That made me excited. Yeah, so I'm excited for both Shang Chi and the Eternals. You know, just to hopefully that they could they could rekindle the magic that was the MCU um, in in the first three phases, and then just take us into you know another place. I do think of the two. And there's, and there's, you know, no other bias to it. I think that The Eternals has the, the, the potential Guardians of the Galaxy breakout vibe to it.
2: Uh, that's I kind of feel the same way. I feel like it has the gravitas to it, whereas Song Chi is going to be a deliciously solid, fun movie. It's going it, to it, and this is just based on the trailer, right? We have nothing else to go by. You're going to walk out. You're going to walk out having straightforward. a forward. Yeah, you're, that's what I'm saying. You're going to walk out having like, man, that was a really awesome experience. It, you know, but but you're going to walk out of Eternals. I feel like with the questions, uh, with the speculation as to how it connects with everything else. Now, Somchi could provide that uh, if they go deeper into the Mandarin and and his origins and maybe how that kind of directly ties into like Iron Man three and things like that. But I feel like Eternals is going to touch all the points in the MCU. Songchi really get, does.
3: It will have to have uh, um, Guy Pierce in it Ooh. and explain why Guy Pierce claimed that he was the Mandarin. In, in
2: it could be. A, it Mandarin. could be a comment. It could be. A, it doesn't have to be him I, specifically. I,
3: I I know. I know it, it. does. I know it doesn't have to be a big deal, and I know. But I'm telling you what I need it to do. Yeah, and it's not. It's not really what the film needs to do. It's what Hassan needs. It's what Hassan to needs do. to do. Yes, no, exactly. You
2: can't, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, what yeah, did you guys no, think?
3: Usually. Did
2: you watch the trailer? Are you excited? Are you as excited for this film as you are Song Chi? Are you excited for neither? Uh, Are you excited for both? I mean, I don't know. Which one one do you think is going to be the bigger breakout hit of the two? Uh, Comment in the Facebook feed for now. And uh, do as we tell you. And uh, let us know. We will answer your questions. When we come back, Zack Snyder is back again with another movie this is the year of snyder this is the snyder verse and we're just all living in it the, the uh, when we perverse
3: snyder verse
2: we are going <laughs> to uh, react to army of the dead Welcome back to the Rogue Wave Podcast, the frequency for all things pop culture and the disruptors behind it. All right. So
1: with the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: This is your captain
0: speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky.
2: Um, I didn't even realize you had mentioned this to me off, uh, offline that it actually came out in theaters first. I didn't even realize that there was a
3: theatrical window for it. Yeah. The previous Friday, the, okay. the, the a week, a week before it came out on Netflix, but so we the- are the slack asses. So right. we're the, we, we only understand the stuff that's piped right into our living room. Well, we don't understand what's going on outside.
2: I will sit there and tell you, and I said this last week, uh, Black Widow will be the first film that I go see, um, in a theater again. Like I already know and, it,
3: and and I can't even make a bad promise.
2: No, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I barring obviously, look, barring anything unforeseen, like I slip and break a break an ankle, or you know, the aliens actually do come down. Um, that will be the first movie That's I see. Because
3: according to the Israeli guy, there are aliens. Oh yes, so Galactic know, Federation. So it, There's a whole yeah. thing. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. He's like, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for it. it. I'm all for the. I'm all for either the Empire or the Federation. It's either going to be one of those two things, right? Yeah. So let's let's do this.
2: Yeah. I'm if there's an that.
3: Empire, that means we're Jedi's. So if there's the Federation, that means we're probably okay. We're probably the dominant, uh, the dominant culture in the entire galaxy. So we're we're still all right. You know.
2: <laughs> we have Twitter. Together. We can't be.
0: <laughs>
3: That's probably <laughs> why the Federation
2: doesn't but they, according to the Israeli, not not to sidebar too much, but the Israeli prime minister was, or not the, I keep calling him the prime minister, the Israeli space, like the head of the space programming, whatever, a former head. He basically was like, the aliens are like, we're not ready yet. <laughs> the aliens have to deem that we're not ready yet.
3: That's what I was going to say. Twitter is probably why the Federation doesn't talk to us.
2: Aliens are like, <laughs> the Alien Federation is like, we're ready for. Oh,
3: not these guys. Invented we're not, media. we're not ready for these guys yet. Nope. <laughs> nope. That ain't happening.
2: Pass. Um, <laughs> So I don't even know what to talk about. Army of the Dead hits Netflix. And um, I, look, I, I watched uh, Dawn of the Dead. I, I watched Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. I thought it was a pretty cool movie when it came out. Um, I did too. I, there's an unfortunate aspect to this movie coming out in 2021 of, A, post-COVID, uh, which is not fun, you know, not, it's like the last thing I wanted to see, like I went golfing on Monday for a charity event and everyone was just so overjoyed to be in person. Cause we hadn't been in in person and God knows how long we're all vaccinated. We're all hanging out and you know, I'm seeing people I haven't seen in a long time. And so to watch Las Vegas, which is a place that I love and adore. And I can't wait to get back to destroyed in front of my face again. Mm. <laughs> I'm kind of like, And then him checking temperatures there. I'm like, dude, just too soon, too soon for all this. Like,
3: oh boy, it's
2: like the last thing I want to see is a disaster movie, uh, (laughs) destroying a place. I can't wait to get back to at some point. (laughs) And people checking temperatures.
3: Like, I just didn't want to see it. But Vegas just does not look. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess you'd have to be there to have been there and to to enjoy it. Have you ever been? I was there once, but it was a. but it, I, it wasn't like uh we're here, we're gonna we're gonna go everywhere and explore it and like get in and live in the moment of it. Yeah. It was just like, oh, so this is Las Vegas. Okay, what's next? You know, so uh, um I, a know different Vegas. I know it's hot AF there and yes. um you know, and I'm not the into dry gambling. Heat, heat is heat, dude. Yeah, you know, you can't you're not gonna convince me that I would rather no heat. You can have the dry heat. I would yeah, rather yeah. know heat. I know I know the I know humidity. Is, is worse than dry heat. I understand and yeah. I know the degrees of terrible, mm-hmm. but that is dry. heat is just a lesser degree of terrible. That's What's a, what it let's, is.
2: Let's, let's take a sidebar here. What's a Hassan idea of a good time traveling to
3: a new place? Oh, first of all, Hassan's idea of a good time traveling to a new place is to use your hand to open up a, a rift in time space and step through it. And then suddenly be at that other place.
2: You're there. Forget forget the actual plane ride or anything like that. Well, you said
3: traveling. I mean, I don't like traveling. I meant like on vacation. Like what's like if you're. I don't know. I get really weird with when I've traveled somewhere because I get overwhelmed with the success of, hey, I'm here. I did it. (laughs) Right. And I'm in someplace else. And then what happens is, you know, what would make this moment perfect? Mm hmm returning home and reflecting on how great that moment was that I, that I went out and I made it. So you say you're not much of a gambler. No,
2: you don't like people and crowds. Uh,
3: that's not necessarily true. I think people are great. I think they're important. I just want to be far away from them. I want gotcha. to observe them from afar. Gotcha. you. know, I think they're um, fascinating specimens.
2: The heat is out. So yeah, Vegas is not heat good is for terrible.
3: He's just—he's just. I mean, place.
2: what about swimming pool? No, swimming Swim pool? pools are great. Swimming. Pool. All right.
3: The, they got great pools a
2: cool. lot of great scenery get some get some beers but then right again there's
3: that there's there's that other people aspect you're not going to get a pool to yourself at, in Vegas. no you'll get
2: your own chair you could rent a cabana it's very i don't want a
3: chair whatever if, if if i'm by a pool i want to be in the pool what you in the heat
2: yeah you get drinks right in the pool No, the pools are pretty big and, and they're pretty good and what about what about like because like here's, they, they here's go the through it in the movie me. They go Drinks through, through the movie. And heat
3: don't go well. No, no, but they go book. through
2: in the movie. They really destroy like landmark. Like are you at like a sightseer? Do you want to like see the spectacle that each hotel?
3: Yeah. I mean, like, most that of those hotels you. are like, yes, that yeah, that would be great. That would be yeah. fantastic. Because
2: there's a different Vegas every time you go. I could I could literally do an entire show about how much I love Las Vegas. But I've many been times lived. I've gone and it's been a different experience every single time.
3: You're against destroying Vegas if it's infested yes. with zombies.
2: Well, I would I just wish it never got invested. I'm just saying all I saw was two painful things where I'm like reminding me of coronavirus and destroying my favorite place on the planet.
3: Isn't the zombie infestation kind of ruining the whole experience? No, no. no,
2: no. It wasn't just
3: no, it was everything. It was everything. I was like
2: I was like, come on, I haven't even been back there yet since COVID. (laughs) Like, don't show it to me being destroyed. All right. Well, Army of the Dead takes place in Vegas. Um, aside from the opening, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because those lights were shining in that guy's face the entire oh, this is a spoiler f- spoilers by the way um it's the beginning of the movie though that's all we've kind of really touched upon at this point
3: mm-hmm. um
2: a, we didn't touch world- on any of
3: it we just talked touched on how much we hated seeing uh vegas get destroyed no, i'm, just, get I'm saying that
2: happens in the movie see so we did reveal if you haven't seen the movie and
3: it, it, it does have that opening that slow opening montage a slow motion yes. montage from Zack Snyder. it's very made him very famous in the Yes. or or infamous in the in the Hollywood arena, which yes. I think this was another really great montage of. Oh yeah, absolute destruction and terribleness. Yes, um, but he's living in his own legend now, Zack Snyder. He's not trying to be. Um, he's he's not trying to break any cinematic ground. He's just reveling no. in the Snyder esque ness yeah. of all of it. Right? Yeah. Okay. Fair no, it,
2: essentially, that's exactly what he's doing, and that's all he's doing. Um, it was a love letter to his fans. It was F you to anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. at this point.
3: It, mm-hmm. Part mm-hmm. of me kind of respects that. I because, respect the heck out of it. I'm all right. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And, and
2: you know what? In this day and age, too, of Kickstarters and the sales funnel of social media, in terms of like building an audience and building your followers and, you know, anybody, anybody who's an entrepreneur um, is going through this process or anybody who owns a company or owns a business or runs a business or wants to start a business, Uh, the number one thing that you're being taught in the last five years is how to build your audience. That's like the biggest thing. Right. And and we used to talk about it too, in the comic book world. I mean, the magic number was 10 grand, right? If you had 10,000 people that would buy your comic, you could literally just do whatever you want and they'll buy your comic. So that, so that it's not a new concept, but it's been, no, uh, but, but it's been, you know, um, emphatically shouted on social media to the point where it's, it's, it's almost nauseating, but to borrow from the concept, Zack Snyder has built his audience, right? There is nothing about
3: he, he, he has, has actually
2: crossed that magic plane of I will, you know, not me personally, but someone out there would say I'll watch anything he puts out. Um, and he's controversial enough that folks like us will talk about him, e- even just 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 to the degree. Uh, and it's all thanks to Justice League, right? If Justice League um, doesn't happen, I don't think I don't think he's in this. I think he's a has been director almost. I think he's like directing Benji
3: or something. You know, like he's not. Well, I don't know about that, but because because he, he would have this coming out, I and mean, he would have this kind of return to form or return mm, to his original yeah. form. You know, even if it even if it isn't a return to form, right? Um, it's a, it's it's heavily implied return to form. Everybody likes everybody likes the three things, right? Yeah. They like the young upstart genius. They love the fall of the young upstart genius, mm-hmm. and they love the comeback yes. of the young upstart genius, or the, yes. the 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 slightly yes uh, less young upstart <laughs> genius. Excuse me, right. Um, in, in in proper English. So this is he's on his renaissance now. Yes, Keanu Reeves has had three of these. You know, and people. You think so? People, yeah, because he had the Bill and Ted, whatever. That's a young upstart genius. Okay. You know. Okay. And then he had uh then he then he kind of ooh, he fell down. People, he can't act. He can't do anything. He's as stiff oh, as a board. Oh, that's a good point. But he was still. And then
2: mm, he was still working. No, though, it does Stoker's yeah.
3: Go ahead. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He was stiff. And I think Branch Stoker was one of the steps down for him because really? that's when yeah. him next to Winona Ryder. And you know uh, Gary yeah. Oldman and all, some of these other guys. Yeah. like Oh man, this kid, this kid can't act. Then came the Matrix.
2: No, 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 no. Missing Speed. Speed was 1994. That is one Speed. of his. That is one.
3: Yeah, of the... but the, Speed's one movie. He yeah. did really well in that one movie, but he didn't turn it into a franchise. He didn't. He didn't overstay. He didn't overdo it because he wasn't even in Speed Two. Yeah, he didn't want. Well, know? but that
2: was his own choice. He didn't want to be in Speed Two.
3: But it doesn't. But I'm saying it's like. It's it's a nod to okay this guy could be something and then he vanished again but I mean yes. he came and stayed right. for the Matrix right? right oh yeah yeah and then the Matrix also showed wait a minute Cantorise is doing karate yeah and and we're buying it you oh, know yeah. we're we we're, we're buying it Cantorise and and Lawrence Fishburne for some Absolutely. reason are doing okay so that's that's his first comeback and then he fell off again he had like you know thirty seven Ronin and some other kind of weird sure. movies. And then, boom! John Wick. Amazing. You know, that's his. That's his second comeback. This is so a. This everybody is a show loves of that. It's a
2: show. Of sidebars. Look at,
3: show of look sidebars. Travolta. You're right. Travolta was Titanic right. Fever, Top of the World. Then he was. Look who's talking, guy. Right. Three different. Look who's talking. Movies. Then Pulp Fiction. Then Pulp Fiction. Boom. Yeah. And then he and was that everywhere. Led
2: that led to face off, mm-hmm. and that led to him being in everywhere. Yeah.
3: He was everywhere so it's got to be
2: yeah that's got to be some of the best things right like what are your biggest you know the the biggest fall from grace to return kind of things but yes Zack Snyder's definitely going through it i um, think so
3: i i think he is
2: quick keanu reeves sidebar we'll have to do this on a spin the racks maybe next week um berserker comic pretty good actually
3: oh you think so you you've read it i haven't read, I read it. the
2: first issue i sent them over to you so if you you know you got to take uh, a look i haven't I've, i gotta look yeah it. yeah yeah read it it's actually i'm like Damn, that's pretty good. We'll, we'll we'll do a spin the racks on it next week. Okay, um, but yeah, this nah. this 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 next Snyder... night now that I know I'll
3: be ready for. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> I'll
2: be like, "Are we talking about this next week?" I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah,
3: <laughs> you'll do that to me next week. Yeah, after full I read disclosure to the thing, audience,
2: I totally forgot we were covering Army of the Dead after totally I've forgot. read
3: the whole thing and I've wrote. I'll, I'll have written a Bible dissertation on how great it is, and I'm, I'm ready to go, Mike. And you're like, "Go where? What are we doing?" Let's, let's not then... kid ourselves. about yeah. the <laughs>
2: Effort you put into this show. Yeah. Uh, it's not I, like that substantial. That hurts. That
3: hurts me. That's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a deep wound. The truth really does right hurt, there. doesn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, the movie itself for me, like I said, it's not usually in my bubble. I'm not like a huge horror guy. I'm not a huge. And zombies, too. That was the other point I was going to make. So, not only is it a post COVID. Uh, story where I where it's too soon for me to really enjoy the post COVIDness uh, of the of things that I would have enjoyed normally, which Co-vacity. would have been the destruction of of Las Vegas. Uh, it's also <laughs> zombies, and zombies are kind of like dead. So what I was really <laughs> thrilled with. Oh, <laughs> see, I, <laughs> God, how does it feel being partnered up with a genius who doesn't even know how good he is? Um, I I couldn't tell you. I don't know yet. UFOs are so <laughs> hot right now. Zombies <laughs> are dead. Um, <laughs> Zombie, I'm over zombies because of Walking Dead. Like, I'm at this point, I'm like, I've seen enough zombie movies. And I've seen the smart zombies, World War, you know, the fast zombies in World War Z. And, 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 gotcha. I, and even the Dawn of the Dead ones are not scary to me anymore. I mean, they're scary, but it's like, whatever. They're just generic horror. But what I love what he did in this movie, though, is that he actually, it's not really a zombie movie. It's just a heist movie set in a zombie apocalypse. True. You know, Very and that's true. once we got into that, once you get through kind of the, it felt almost like a throwback to to we mentioned like a face-off uh you know or or some you know in that vein of just a ragtag group of people have to get together to do something where you sit there going like i would never do that in a million years like you could pay me two million dollars why am i going in no like no you guys are dumb you're gonna die it actually also reminded me of um of predator in a in a weird way you know where it had the camaraderie between everybody and, and it was you know kind of this um, diverse cast of of, yeah, of people from different team. backgrounds, and uh, you know, so it was, it was just, it was a ride. Once once you get through the the initial like hump of it,
3: yeah, I gotta I gotta admit, like sometimes that's all it is, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's okay that that's all it is, just a ride, you know. It's just like I I saw the trailer, I kind of knew exactly what kind of movie it was going to be, and I'm like, I my attitude was, I'm okay, I'm in for the ride, you know. I'll just. I don't expect it to be anything other than what it is, and I'm just in for some really great stunts and some, some you know, a couple of chills, you know, whatever, and hopefully some, you know, if if not uh, if not great, then some real interesting characters along the way. And I'm a I'm a I'm a Dave Bautista fan, you know. I don't mind him. Yeah. I like him. It'll it'll work for me. Dave Bautista killing zombies. That's that's you know that's kind of a no brainer. Like I'm in for that. So. I mean, there are certain things about the movie I didn't think was great. Um, and that's not really because of the production or the characters or actors, it's just a couple of story beats that they took mm-hmm. that kind of make me and I'm not really gonna go into it because I, right. I I know we're still I know we're doing spoilers, but I don't wanna spoil that, you know, at that level. I don't want to yeah. start doing spoilers it's at fun. that level. But um for for the most part, I enjoyed it. I would watch it again, which yeah. is really strange, you know? Um then, then again, there is some stuff you will. I don't know what we expect in life. Um, there are certain tropes that are necessary um, that 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 kind of enhance the experience. And then there are certain things that, are like, come on, guys, like you know, like you know, this guy is going to betray you right? you, right? We 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 know this, right? right? Are we are we really shocked? Is no one watching this guy? Is no one I paying know. attention to this? Guy? I know. know, like that's and they're that's believing him of... constantly
2: too, and yeah, you know, it's one yeah. of those things. I'm like, come on. And then also, spoiler, he gets his comeuppance. Yes, he
3: does. <laughs> Very much so. Just, just, you know, just like anybody in an in a, in a, in a, in a ocean of, you know, carnivorous, like, flesh-eating zombies, you're probably going to get, what I you know. What
2: I will say, though, is I enjoyed the fact that, and, and I usually do enjoy it. There was a lot of unexpected deaths, uh, deaths at unexpected moments. Yeah, that's uh, true. Which I kind of actually appreciated. Um, I also just kind of laughed by the end of it in terms of the death count. And then, you know, who actually made it out and who didn't. And I'm kind of like,
3: dang. Some, the problem is with some of these stories is some things are just tropes because they are tropes and they're not like, why are you, why are you betraying people in the middle of a zombie apocalypse? (laughs) You know, like I get that people are people and that people are going to be despicable. And that's just usually going to be the way life is. Well, what's, What's your end game when you're when you're betraying an entire group? The, the only group of people that you're with, the only the, the group that has guns and weapons. Yeah. What's the end game when you betray those people? I don't understand what people yeah. it, it's like the Burke from um from Alien. Like, okay, dude, but you're still stuck on the you're still gonna have to fly the ship off the planet. Maybe maybe don't betray them. You know, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems it doesn't seem like it it doesn't seem like something that someone completely self serving would do. I know it right. seems it makes sense on paper right, but ultimately something someone who's genuinely primarily self serving would be like, I got a better chance of surviving this with all these other idiots alive, yes. You know than I do away from these people so <laughs> It, it just, to me, that never made any sense, but it is yeah. a trope, and it's fine. It's fine with me. My,
2: my, my only question, and to wrap this segment up, though, is to say, where does he go from here? Where does Zack Snyder actually go from here? Because this is a return to form, in a sense, because this is kind of like a return to the movie. Not the movie that necessarily made him, but the movie that started him, you know, that put him on the it's map. A
3: not, it's not a franchise movie. It's a movie mm. out of his, I mean, it's going to be that's, that that's where he's that's the answer to your question it's going he's going to where it's going to go from here is going to turn he's going to make 10 more zombie movies and I got to
2: tell you and I think that's such a, not a mistake for him personally but I, I got to be honest I can't
3: possibly be gonna that have a zombie a zombie shared universe and then Ron because that's exactly
2: be what he's kind of hinting at, at the end the end of this movie without getting too deep is one of those end credit scenes where you're like oh man this whole movie was just a setup to watch the
3: next movie mm-hmm and i don't well that's the way movies are now that's the business model for movies unfortunately just like for comic books right remember in the maybe like a decade ago comic books suddenly became a, a press junket you know for for yeah. a potential movie the the you know the 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 concept art or the cons the, the you know the a test of concept a proof of concept for various franchises that could be made into movies and every suddenly that was like um it was, like a fool, it was like a boom town. The comic book industry was a boom town. Everybody coming in for fool's gold. You know, people wanting to set up a comic. People wanted to you know, establish the one comic. They kickstart one comic book and try to use it to launch a, a film franchise. That's, that's basically um, where we are now in movies in and of itself. Every movie is a potential universe movie. Like we're going to, we're going to do, this is going to be a launching pad for, you know, for several hundred kinds of ancillary product that is, you know, that, that will be associated in (sighs) some way.
2: Like, yeah, I kind of just wish he would, I, I just, I really wish it was just a one and done. I really do, but it's not. It might
3: be depending on how, you know, depending on in this new model of, of format, what the success rate is. we talked about with Keanu Reeves,
2: right? Like he didn't even want to be part of the Speed franchise because back then being part of a franchise was really seen as like it's not the the, not the thing to do. That is completely opposite now, both executive wise, both uh, star wise.
3: It seems like that's all there is. I know, you know, regardless of whether or not anybody wants to do it, it's that's that's pretty much all there is. You either, you know, you either establish a franchise so that that could keep you eating for the next 10 years or you just or you spend the next 10 years trying to establish a franchise. That's pretty yeah. much all there is.
1: With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions
3: apply. See website for details.
2: Yeah, well, let us know what you think. Did you appreciate? We don't.
3: We don't care what you think. Well, we you really can. I, I. We
2: will always answer. You care. We, you care what they we, think. We I always. Don't care what they think. We will always go through and um and give us give us your thoughts on the movie. Give us your thoughts on Zach. The state of Zack Snyder. Give us your thoughts on where he should go from here. When we come back, though, we've got a true genius. Uh, Brian Volkweis, creator of the Toys That Made Us, and a host of other wonderful shows uh, that have been on streaming, including uh, the Zach Efron uh, show that was a big success last year as well, too. Um, he's got a new podcast network to talk about, and he's coming on to talk to us all about it when we get back. Welcome back to the Rogue Wave Podcast. Thrilled to welcome uh, as much a rogue as you can possibly get uh, in Brian Volkweis, who is the founder of Nacelle Company. Uh, he's the brains behind the toys that made us, and now he is the head of a brand new podcast network. Brian, how you doing, sir?
1: I am good. Thank you for having me on.
2: Well, uh, I, we always love this. Is, we're all about backdrops here, and you've got the you've got the killer backdrop.
3: I mean, this is. Oh, yeah. This is uh,
1: well, I want to know what Hassan's going to have when this thing's uh, gone through post. Right. Yeah, I'm, gonna,
3: I'm. I'm just going to take a, a a photo of your backdrop and just recreate
1: it. That, dude, that would be hysterical. I out of the way if you want to get a screenshot. That would be. That would be <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I got this. Used to be my collection room, and uh, for the last 15-16 months, it's been my office. How has first, that- first places to be.
2: That's a great, uh, that's a great lead-in too, though, right? I mean, like, how has, uh, the pandemic? Uh, a has it been? Everyone's okay. I'm, I'm assuming. I hope on your side.
1: Uh, we uh, knock on wood because it's not completely over yet, uh, unless you're in Florida, which I right. just got back from. Uh, but uh, we didn't have a single person that I'm aware of uh, get it, uh, and no, nobody, certainly nobody, ended up in the hospital or passed away. So we. We, we were not affected in a health way at all.
2: That's great. No, that's great to hear. Um, how has the pandemic altered your guys' plans or has it, um, you know, at, at Nacelle Company?
1: You know, it's really interesting. Uh, by the grace of God, uh, you know, we had no shows canceled or postponed or, or anything, uh, all the shows that were supposed to come out last year came out. All the shows that are supposed to come out this year are on schedule to come out. So we didn't get affected in that way negatively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing that's interesting to me, and I think uh, a little cool, is to keep shooting and producing. Yeah. Uh, we had to build a lot of infrastructure and a knowledge base to keep working Uh, I would say 70% of which uh, is now a permanent part uh, of our company's operations. That Had it not been, and I'll give you an example, but had it not been for COVID, um, we never would have done in a billion years. So like, for example, next week, uh, we have a shoot in Kansas and a shoot in London. Uh, We have a permanent Camera kit, a remote camera kit that I mean if you look at the holiday movies that made us that came out in December, yeah, that was shot ninety eight percent with our remote kits. Okay. I challenge you to tell me it looks different than anything else we've ever done, so we have remote kits now permanently in New York, permanently in Chicago, and permanently in London so Going to Kansas City, you know, would have cost us right eight to twelve thousand dollars before COVID. Now we can do it for two grand. Wow. Uh, Ditto London, if not more of a savings, despite no quality reduction. So that, and I could do this for an hour. Tell you shit, like, can I curse? You may. All right. Uh, Like, so lots of stuff like that. By the way, I have a lot of my colleagues—not a lot, but I would say fifteen. As of this second, fifteen percent of my co- of my colleagues are uh, leaving LA. Yeah. Of that group, uh, probably twenty percent are leaving California. So the other thing I noticed during COVID, you know, the theory before COVID was people working from home are going to fuck around all day yeah, yeah. And, like not do their work that is I, I mean i was constantly sending emails constantly to the company saying you should not be emailing anybody at 10 p.m. you should not right. be emailing anybody over the weekend like and if you are that's overtime for most of you like so mm-hmm. it was the opposite of what i think everybody thought would happen if you were you know zoom is i think seven years old it wasn't invented in 2020
2: right so yeah but you adjusted that's good um before we get into the podcast area because i'm really curious uh about diving into that uh we we had gates mcfadden on last week actually too so we had you know her her pumping investigates uh talk to us about working with zach efron um because you had the um had the new show with him that that debut, which was down to earth, and we hadn't had a chance to talk to you about that. Uh, talk to us about how that kind of came about, and uh, and what it was like working with him.
1: So I'll start with the ending. Uh, we just wrapped season two uh, mm-hmm. in Australia, so it, you know it. Uh, that's, there's no better way to know how a show did. It's all. It's the only question worth asking. <laughs> like, are you making more or not?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: So i i'll give him i'll give my buddy credit bill zotti bill zotti new jersey native uh he worked he's one of my best friends post-college and uh he was an agent at caa uh he's not there anymore he's at uta now uh go bruce springsteen you've uh, I've seen bruce springsteen six times i'm not even that big of a fan. Uh, five of them, uh, was, I was Bill's plus one. So that's all you got to know about Bill's. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd probably be a bigger fan, but Mr. Springsteen doesn't seem to like, I know I'm the only person alive, not the, 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 with the punched Bruce Springsteen card, but, uh, yeah, he <laughs> tends to not sing his famous songs, uh, and also do three to five hour concerts, which I... I find it a little odd, but what do I know? I yeah, mean- I
3: was going to say that's a commitment because if you're not really into him and you go to more than one of his concerts, you're, you're into him by default, basically, because of how much music you've had to digest.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, unless your friend <laughs> guilt trips you for a week because uh, he can't get anyone else to go with him. I, I saw <laughs> Prince four times. 80% of every show was the classics. Maybe 75%, but like, that's how you do it. But anyway, I'm rambling. (laughs) So uh, anytime I was at CAA, I would fuck with Bill. Uh, If he wasn't in his office, I would steal his mouse pad. Like I'd move his shit around, like we had that kind of friendship. (laughs) And one day uh, I go in, because those people are always in meetings. uh, One day, so he's usually never in his office. I go in. Uh, And there was a guy who uh, since that day on average, I probably talked to five to 10 times a week for the last five years. Uh, There's a guy in there named Michael Simpkin and Michael Simpkin was Zach's producing partner. And Bill was like, Oh my God, Brian produces reality. You want to do a cooking food show. You'll get along, go get lunch. (laughs) So that's how it started. I mean, it's a lot of pressure on you, right? Well, not really. I mean, who? I'd be the worst (laughs) producer on earth if I couldn't sell a show with Zac Efron. By the way, (laughs) it was almost impossible to sell because food shows uh, traditionally don't do well. Yeah. So we did a pilot for MTV that they're probably not thrilled. They didn't greenlight to series, but they didn't. Uh, We, by the grace of God, uh, through stand-up comedy, already had a great relationship with uh, Netflix Guy there named, uh, uh, I'll leave his name out. His name's Devin. I'll just give a first name. Uh, Devin uh, greenlit the show. I had met him on the stand-up side. Same yeah. guy who greenlit toys that made us, by the way. Okay. Uh, uh, who owes me a phone call, Devin, if by any chance you're not listening. <laughs> uh, so, or you are listening. Um, but uh, he's not at Netflix anymore. He's got a very big job somewhere else. But, um, yeah, and he bought the show. We did it. Uh, It seemed to do well. And yeah, Um, whenever I get asked about Zach, I I usually have a different way of like anyone else. Like you ask me about Dwayne Johnson. I'll tell you who he is and what it's like to work with him. Zach, I kind of do the opposite because everybody has these thoughts about him. And I know that's what people are really asking me. So Mm -hmm. he's very smart. He's not stupid at all. Yeah. Uh, he's extremely nice and kind, uh, bonkers professional. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, by the way, this is, I guess, a callback to the beginning of this interview, but we were in Japan once and he, he may have been three minutes late. It might have been two minutes late. Uh, literally, like around lunchtime, like I think he was supposed to be in the lobby at 7 a.m., and he was in the lobby at like 7.02 or 7.03 a.m. Like at lunchtime at noon or one o'clock, I'm like, hey, man, pl- like, please stop apologizing. It's like actually getting <laughs> weird. So he's <laughs> wonderful to work with. Wow. And I don't know what I, what I always love saying about Zach whenever I get asked is like, I don't know if people, even though I know it's made a billion dollars. Yeah. I don't know if people either didn't see World's Greatest Showman or if for some reason, whenever Zach's on camera, their brain just turns off. So like <laughs> everybody else gets lots of credit. Yeah. Zach is mesmerizing in that movie. Yeah. Like he's got two of the best songs. I would argue, one of the hardest routines in the entire movie. The scene in the bar with him and Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. like not to mention twirling up and down. Like, yeah, So he's wonderful. I, I mean, absolutely. We are so fortunate right now. Every, we are not working with any assholes. Like, That's good. And I've worked with a few. So, uh, yeah, that, is, you, know it's like you know, they exist.
3: You know,
2: <laughs> like, if yeah. Hassan could fix that problem, he'd be happy too. like me. <laughs> he... <laughs> <Well, laughs> no comment. One. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a room full of two, Hassan's like I got to be stuck with this guy. Um, <laughs> talk to so now you launched a podcast network. Like I mentioned, uh, we had Gates McFadden on last week. She was delightful. Uh, by the way, she owes uh, Hassan. I don't know how we're going to have this happen, but she promised to t- uh, have Hassan teach her to play bass because Hassan is the best bass player uh, on the planet. Uh, we got. We, uh, we're going to work through you. We're going to get. Th- we're going to make this happen let, somehow.
1: Let, let me start here. If Gates said that, she meant it. I I only met her. I, I mean, barely two years ago. Uh, she we're doing the show for History Channel called "The Center Seat: Fifty Five Years of Star Trek." She's an EP and she's doing the voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a deal with her. She I mean I, she doesn't even really know this. I've never talked to her about it. It's always funny <laughs> in life when you do that, where you're like, "Let me tell the world something I didn't tell the fucking person I'm talking about." <laughs> but we did a deal with her. That could not have bit your green screens off. Yes, I noticed that that that's twenty twenty ones. Your flies that's my are. real life line. Uh, <laughs> but by the way, this is all green screen. I'm I'm literally in a meat locker. Uh, but, uh, we did a deal with her that was like three quarters of a page. It yeah. was the most. She didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. All she had to do was basically put her name on it, cash the check. Like, that's it. Yeah. She, I mean, to say, by the way, same thing's true for the podcast. I right. mean, she, to say she went above and beyond, I know this sounds so cliche. She, I mean, there were times on my like, gates, like, please, like, you, you, you're going to have a stroke or something. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's cool. We're good. You don't have to do 800 hours of editing. Like, just right. do four. Yeah, Like, Shit like that. So, um, so why? Wait, what was the question? The question. Was, <laughs> what was the question? How she's gonna teach know. Hassan to play she, bass. Yeah. No, he's sorry.
2: So Hassan's she, gonna teach her play, how to play bass.
1: If she wait, she's gonna teach him, or he's gonna. No, teach- no, it's gonna be yeah, the other way around. She, her
2: bucket list item is <laughs> have her teach me. Though I'm sure
3: she's, she, i sure more than I. No, we did.
2: She was the, she was wonderful. Like she really was. We just we just joked about it too because we're like. I don't know how it's going to happen now. And we're like, I don't know how we're going to get her on the phone. I'm like, no, Oh, we're talking so to Brian don't you next week. Tell you
1: or something, <laughs> like, if I had to guess, like I, I work with some of you know, again, I hope I'm not be, I, I always worry. Like, am I being an asshole? But like, it, you can just look online. Like I work with some of the most famous people in the world. Yeah. William Johnson, Kevin Hart, like you name it. Uh, like they're great people. I mm-hmm. love their movies. I wasn't sitting there when I was eight years old or 15 years old watching Kevin or Dwayne. Yeah. Nobody knew who they were, including me. Right. I've been looking up to Gates McFadden on a screen for 35 or more years of yep. my 45 years on this planet. I text with her. Yeah. Like I saw a really funny Star Trek meme. I sent that to her. <laughs> like. It's surreal. Did, like one of the names I've already mentioned. Like I've been to his house for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Never gave me chills. Never yeah. felt weird. Like it was just that's. I know the guy. I went to the party. Who cares? It, yeah, I don't even like sports. Texting with Gates McFad. Like it's so. To use a word the kids use, meta. Okay, like, it's so meta. That's yeah. awesome. It's well, so she's headlining
2: weird. the the first uh, the first release, of the new podcast network. What else can you tell us about the network itself?
1: So it's called the N- Cast Studios. Um, our unofficial slogan, which I've never said publicly before, is anything but dark. Like we don't do murder, we don't <laughs> do crime, we don't do anything like that. Yeah, everything else is fair game. Uh, we we really focus you know we own comedy dynamics mm-hmm. so we're doing a bunch of stand-up stuff comedy wise as well yeah but it's primarily pop culture and i'm a history buff so like we're doing a history thing so it's just we really are kind of doing whatever we want like we know marty abrams we're doing something with marty abrams that's great like, We know a guy that works at a big toy company we're doing something with him so that's it we just don't do dark that's it that's really our only rule Dark That's is awesome.
2: overrated. Yeah, I mean, uh, after a while, you know what? We've had enough dark over the past year, haven't we? Yeah.
1: I've done one show in my career that was a darker show, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of it. But the problem is when you're working on a show like that, even if I'm not directing, even if I'm just producing, like, I'm yeah. in it. It fucks with your head. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll sit there yes, in the day 12 hours and like, I caught myself driving home once doing something I never, I may not have done this ever again after yeah. I realized it. I drove home without any music. Ah, uh, And that's when it was like, you know, someone else can make it. I'll watch it. Like, a, I was watching the Woody Allen thing. I'm like, I'm glad this was made. Yeah. I could, I'd rather kill myself than, right.
2: <laughs> than be involved in that. Though, yeah. God
1: bless them. God bless them. Cause I, it fucks with them too. Like I'm yeah. not the only one, like it would fuck with anybody. I, so yeah. yeah. So that's our pocket Nacelle cast. The, the second C is capitalized in homage to Robocop C, but that's it's, it's mostly mostly pop culture, but it's anything that's not dark.
2: I walked around and talking it, about the QAnon do documentary do on HBO for like weeks after, cause I was just Sorry. baffled the QAnon. Yeah. Have you seen the QAnon documentary?
1: Actually, no. Uh, I am hoping to watch that over Memorial Day.
2: It's, it's worth it because they spend a lot of time around the guys who built the website that Q supposedly posts on. And you kind of sit there going, wondering, like, how is this all relevant to everything? But then it, 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 it delivered by the last episode, especially. And it's just it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, I got to stop watching documentaries um, for the podcast network. Are you guys going to be getting into scripted?
1: I, I'm sure we are yeah Uh, we have anything planned right now what's and I mean we're planning stuff for 2023 yeah so when I tell you nothing's planned take it within that context sure but not at the moment but Mm -hmm. if there's anything I've learned about the company and myself if it can be done and it should be done we will do it
2: okay no that's great so you know it's funny you you uh you Major name with the toys that made us, at least uh, publicly, in terms of um, you know how the public uh, perceives you. Uh, And last, we've had you on a couple times when the show was was at a different home, and uh, we're at Rogue Matter now, which is fantastic. Um, But we never actually asked you favorite toys. I don't think we've ever ever actually asked you. So I'm going to give you.
1: I think we can see.
2: Well, no, 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 no. (laughs) I'm going to give you a line. I'm going to give you a specific line. You're going to tell me your favorite toy. Within that line. So
1: if no one has ever asked me this question like that. Brilliant. <laughs> there we Brilliant.
2: go. I, I don't know if he's being sarcastic, but if I am not. not
1: I am oh, not. Good. no, the question is always, what's your favorite toy?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I want to know your favorite toy within each within Brilliant. each I- of my favorite to- pop culture. Yeah, I'm, I'm 80s excited things.
1: to answer this. This is great. All right.
2: Star Wars.
1: Millennium Falcon.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I had the Ewok Village as a kid, but I always Nobody wanted the Millennium to- Falcon, but we couldn't get it. <laughs> we couldn't get it. It was too tough.
3: You couldn't get the Falcon. Okay, never mind. I don't know. I, I don't know. I was seven, like my, you know, whatever. My parents told Falcons. we couldn't get it. That's I, I all right. I blew through three of them. That's how. That's how mean <laughs> we couldn't. I, couldn't I don't know. Toys. Maybe my parents didn't know how to get it. Maybe it was
2: it's more expensive. of an indictment on my parents as Santa Claus than uh, than anything else. Um, Star Trek.
1: You know, it's it's uh, it's a nostalgia answer. It's not a pl- a, a play. I I have my uh, is this video or just yeah, it's video. About? Yep. No, no, yep. when it airs.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, that's why I love being in my home office.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this this is less than one of probably fifteen objects I have. Oh wow, from my childhood. Notice the hand-painted by probably five-year-old Brian Impulse Engine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, notice the hand-painted deflector dish. I Love it. had that. Love it. I, I believe but I had that. You look way too young to have had this, but maybe you did. But <sighs> this, this is from 78 or 79. Let me. See. I am not too young. We're yeah. looking at an enterprise. What's the, born- what's the
2: exact name of that? Do we know?
1: Seven, it's a constitution class refit enterprise yeah okay uh i was born in We are
2: audio also so i want to make sure our, our audio uh
1: god bless you dude members You're get it. Me. uh yeah this is uh yeah this is uh i believe it's Ertl. it doesn't say uh but yeah 79 so this also i just yeah. noticed hand-painted running lights on the nacelle <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh i i didn't realize i was this uh i was this uh specific uh, you were in it yeah. you but were yeah, in it there's there's the star trek answer it's all right
3: gorgeous
2: <laughs> thank you <laughs> one of my favorites the mutant ninja turtles
1: you know dude i i really wasn't into it too much when i was a kid yeah uh, my favorite turtle uh was donatello uh so if i had to guess my answer would be donatello donatello I, I, oh, I do have one of my turtle, the only turtle thing I have, and it's left over. It is one of my childhood toys. I have my Raphael, uh, okay. and I got Peter uh, Laird to sign it uh, after we interviewed him. Uh, for oh, fantastic. Five, hours. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I have that right over there signed by uh, Peter.
2: All right, we got uh, three, maybe four more. Ready? We're going to go Thundercats.
1: Wasn't into it.
2: Okay, we'll skip it. I have zero
1: Thundercats in here, except except one of the execs who covered toys that made us, his name is Nat. He was not a big toy person, to put Mm -hmm. it mildly. He had two toys, one of which was Snarf, and he gave me his Snarf. (laughs) So I do have Snarf over there. I take it back. But I was not into Thundercats.
2: Okay. What about He-Man?
1: I was not into He-Man either. Uh, I always like to go out. I'm always told how great I am. So I always go out of my way to make sure people, especially during interviews here, how stupid I really am. Or at the very (laughs) least, I'm like everybody else. I had to be massively convinced by the staff on season one to do He-Man. I didn't want to do He-Man. I wanted to do Turtles or Power Rangers. Sure. They convinced me to do it. The week before the series premiered, season one, mm-hmm. uh, I bought my first He-Man figure ever, uh, which to okay. this moment uh, is my favorite He-Man figure, uh, which is Skunkor.
2: Oh, okay, all right, I like it. All right, we're gonna go, we're gonna I'm gonna do one more, and then I'm gonna let you fill in the blank on your own. We're gonna do the final one from us as GI Joe.
1: Thank God, yes, this is the one I've been like, please ask. Please ask <laughs> well, please hey, ask. We, <laughs> I might know what I'm doing. Saving it for last. Go ahead cobra hydrofoil cobra hydrofoil cobra hydrofoil it's i'm not going to be a baby and like if i was able to do a jump ball it it's really hard to choose between the hydrofoil and the, GI and the hovercraft ball, the hovercraft yeah like and by the way they're kind of tied with the millennium falcon from my favorite toy of all time I've, but i have i still have mine both of them <laughs> yeah by the way i got about five months ago a flag mm-hmm. oh that's that's when your friends start asking you uh do, do you have a problem <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way i was like you know what i might I might. did we
2: did we lose did we was there any that we didn't i uh, didn't ask you that that you would love to just give recognition <laughs> to
1: i'm very proud uh i have a I don't know how much you know about Barbie, but basically almost every toy ever has a Gen 1. Okay. Every now and then there's like a Gen 1A and a Gen 1B. Like Luke has a Gen 1A and a Gen 1B because of the hair color. And there's also issues with the lightsaber, telescoping or not. Barbie uh, has a Gen 1A, B, C, D, and E. Uh, I have a gen one B okay. The difference is the first one ever, not even the a uh was like all like hand painted and stuff like and then as it became a hit, they were refining the process so my so my and by the way, I mean like a gen one e fifty bucks yeah a gen one like a gen one four or 500 grand. Wow. Like that's, they all look the same to the naked eye. Yeah. Um, Making season one and two, I became obsessed with (laughs) Gudetama. I have an entire, I don't know if you you know who that is. I know. No, I don't. That's the, even Hassan uh, doesn't, he's
2: shaking his head right now. That's a tough one.
1: Technically, it's the Hello Kitty line, but it's really the Sanrio line. Most people don't understand. And what I consider to be one of the strangest things in the history of the toy business, (laughs) the Sanrio characters don't interact with each other. Um, (laughs) I I guess they hate making money, which is weird because they're obsessed with making money and they make a lot of money. You wouldn't even believe how much they make. But like Gudetama, he's just a lazy egg. He's this yellow creature always with yoke and he's just a, i have an entire shelf dedicated he's only about seven six or seven years old yeah and i have an entire shelf uh dedicated to uh to Gudetama.
2: wow well brian it is a pleasure as always to welcome you on this is the first time you'll be on the you're on the rogue wave podcast which is fantastic so it's it was, it was great to guys. have you and uh we, we we love having you on so we'll definitely we'll we'll ping you back very soon Thank you so much.
1: Take that for granted. So, thank you. I appreciate it.
2: Coming up next, more Rogue Wave podcasts. welcome back to the rogue wave podcast i want to thank brian volkweiss for joining us for the expletive filled interview uh which was good though to be fair you know we gave him the green light and he and he and he, and he took it um but yeah, that no, was, was, was an awesome conversation though that was one of the best interviews we've done in a long time
3: uh Except it was for when uh, when the studio fell apart behind me yeah. <laughs> there's this, there's that i'm telling you part. no one
2: knows that no one knows that <laughs> no one knows that you're a little head <laughs> in the box.
3: So that in that in was... that in the fact that he is uh he is indeed younger than I am
2: that was inside baseball stuff right there, no one yes it
3: is yeah, no, no one, one would have, have known done. everyone would have seen it, it would have been fine, no. and I get a little text from you no worry don't worry, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. yeah <laughs> nah, you've good' you'd don't be freak good. out, you're fine um, right, we do
2: this we do this every week, we give Hassan Godwin the keys to the kingdom for his own segment. we like to call this, and again, doesn't have to be angry Hassan Godwin's rogue rage I am angry though
3: i'm an oh, angry good. person um no okay not really that angry but it has just been announced that the um that the highlander reboot has found its highlander Ooh, um, and that, that sounds is exciting henry, this sounds like henry like. caneville henry cable um i don't know if you've heard this or not Ooh, i
2: have not yes
3: henry cable is going to be the new Highlander. I don't know if that's gonna if if it's gonna be a direct reboot to the point where he's gonna actually play Connor McCloud, the new Connor McCloud, or if he's okay. just gonna be from the Scottish Highlands, or if the people making the Highlander reboot don't even understand what Highlander means and they're just gonna call him Highlander even though he's from Brooklyn. Who knows? Anything <laughs> could happen, right? But we're at the mercy of we're at the mercy of the new minds that are putting these things together. Sure. That's not the nature of my problem. Mm-hmm. I don't really. This is not really a problem. This is a peeve. This is the kind of thing that I'm having trouble with. OK. OK. You know, Henry Cavill. Yes. You've seen him personally, Cavill. but it seems like a very yes, nice. Guy. You don't know him personally, but you've seen him. You know who he is. Right. You, if I mention his name, you have a, a visual in your head. You have a picture, an image in your head. Right, he just dazzled us year before last with The Witcher. Right, yep. he was Superman in the in the uh, in the Snyderverse in the DCU basically yep. for a while, and now it seems like he's out, but he might be back in. But he's out, but he might be back in. He was a credible spoiler alert for this movie for for Mission Impossible. He was a very credible ally to uh, to Tom Cruise. Excellent and then, in that film, and, and, and then turned into a villain. Right, okay. Spoiler yep. alert for that film, but. Here's the problem with Henry Cable. I'm never worried about frickin' Henry Cable.
2: Mm.
3: So you're going to put him like in a his movie? Well-being? I'm never worried for his well-being. I was not worried for him in The Witcher. You know why? Because he's seven feet taller than everybody in the goddamn show, right? So every time he he comes up against some some local from from... Czechoslovakia or wherever they're filming these things and the guy mm-hmm. the the, the local is five feet tall and Henry Cavill's two feet taller than them and broad you know and built like a a, a you know a, a brick house and he's got a broadsword, and he cuts them in half you're like yeah well that's probably that's <laughs> what would happen you know that's not so I'm never worried about no like okay um so wait, let me ask you a question, though. Christopher Lambert was a normal size guy. Let
2: me ask you a question, though. The Highlander, the whole thing is that he lives forever or he lives for a really he's long immortal. time. Yeah, he's immortal, right? So he lives forever. So why does it matter, then, that it's Henry Cable?
3: Because, because the thing is that, you know, yes, the premise is that he lives forever and that he's immortal, but that there's a bigger immortal who's, going, who's coming to kill him. Okay. To which I had an argument with my mother years and years ago where she said well then they're not really immortal
2: and i agree with that 100 percent actually
3: and i'm like yes he is he is immortal and she's like no but if you can be killed you're not immortal that's, i uh, that's, that that's that's the whole that that's my whole
2: argument with how does odin die if he's a but god I'm, if he's like yeah. a god
3: how does god how do gods die yeah but but so god is headed, really not a but you got to get over like you got to do what i told my mom you just got to get past it you know it's yeah. just a, it's just a use of a word no no you know? well, that's it's, what i'm
2: saying right I, that's my point though, right literal it's, sense it, exactly right like they are literally not gods in the sense that they create heaven and earth they are gods in the sense that they're just in, better than us but yeah in be,
3: comparison to actual normal right. people we can't we can't wield yes. like uh 300 ton hammers and exactly. fire lightning out of our fire, eyes yes. you know mm-hmm. no i agree
2: that way right.
3: Agreed. All right, so settle down, Mike. I mean, you, you know, come on. This, this come is on. Mike Dolce's rogue rage. Don't wreck the franchise with your, you know, you're being too literal. You're over, you're over need for, for being liberal. Um, yep. But here's the thing. Who are they going to put up against Henry Cavill? You're going to look at that, and you're going to be like, who's going to fight this guy, and I'm going to be worried about him. Dave Bautista. Were, no, I, I'm sorry. I think Henry Cavill... I think that would be a fight to watch, but I think Henry Cavill could take Dave Bautista. You think I so? I think so. Yes, I think so. He's
2: too pretty. Dave Bautista, that guy can get in the, into the weeds a little bit.
3: It's not about looks. The guy is, it's, look, regardless of how big he really is. How tall is Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger wasn't that tall, but
2: he's sold. tall. How tall is Henry?
3: Are you listening to what I'm saying? I, I am, but I'm also, he's, he's only I'm 6'1". Trying, one. I'm trying to tell you it doesn't oh. matter.
2: <laughs> I could tell you exactly who's going to come after him. Go ahead.
3: I'm trying to tell you it doesn't matter. It's how he sells it. He sells yeah. larger than life, better yeah. than anybody else. The only person who sells larger than life, better than Henry Cavill, is The Rock. The Rock sells larger than life, you know, rather, r- almost ridiculously. The Rock, okay? could, the Rock could take on Henry Cavill probably the rock could take yeah. on Henry. i don't know if the rock would want to be kurgan or some some other bad guy from a from the highlander franchise mm. but my point is they they keep trying to turn henry cavill into this kind of every man um uh you know standard action hero sure and it doesn't work it now, doesn't work in, in this day and age it would work yeah. in the 80s where we we're Body performance and you know and and chiseled physique was it was a sign of excellence even over brain power. Okay, you know, and we did see that Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, are two really smart guys, smart guys. They're really intelligent businessmen, but they acted stupid. You know, most of the most of their main characters were not bright. Douglas Quaid and um. And you know, Mary and Colbretti weren't weren't exactly who you would consider to be uh, you know rogue scholar material. I heard smart. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know. They 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 keep pushing Henry Cavill on us. Henry Cavill is a perfect Superman. Henry Cavill, I don't know if he's going to be the perfect Highlander. I don't know if I'm going to watch him and be worried that some other immortal is going to come along and eventually take this guy's head. I'm going to watch Henry Cavill and think, this so guy's going to win. Me, let me say
2: right now, though, it seems as if your problem is not with Henry Cavill, the the persona of Henry Cavill, the the, not at all. the actual height and, and the actual physical traits of Henry Cavill. I think your problem is, is that you've seen him in too many other things now.
3: My problem is he can't sell scared. He he's got this grin on his face in everything he does. When he's that's why he worked as Superman because he's like man, like they got a, they got a sequence in him in Batman vs Superman of him literally dragging a cruise liner, right? right. And he's, like, he's still got that stupid smile on his face, like yeah, this is Tuesday. Sometimes sometimes when you're Superman, you got to drag a cruise liner. That's what you got to do sometimes. It's okay. And the Highlander, he has
2: to be afraid. That's a, that's like a component of the it's- show.
3: Look, he's going to be, he's going to have to worry, be worried for his life. He's going to have to sell the drama to us that he yeah. could be killed, right? Yeah. The, whole, the whole idea of getting someone who doesn't die right, is oh, that yes. he's, he's got to be able to sell to us, no, tomorrow I could actually die. You know, it could, yeah. that could happen. That's a, that's a definite possibility that's going to happen. And he's not going to be able to do it. I was never worried for him once in the entire series of Witcher. Like, yeah, hmm. this guy's going to kill you all. You could, anybody, any, any guy jumped out in the middle of the road To kill, like, oh, dude, taste it, Richard You know, and then he's gonna be like, come on, dude Honestly, let me walk my horse Past you, and I'll let you live that was, that was Henry Cavill for the entire Series, leave me alone, I'll let you Live, and of course nobody did He was like Zatoichi It was like, Zatoichi is basically, all he wants to do is come into town And have some sake And everyone's like, he's blind, let's kick him You know, and then <laughs> they get murdered And that's what happens That's just what happens. Now, the thing is about Satoichi is he looks like a guy you'd pick on, and then he kills you. Oh, I got you. That's your fault. But Henry Cavill's like, nah, don't mess with that guy. He walks into a tavern. You're going to be like, let's go throw rocks at that guy. No, you're not. You're not going to do that. You're going to be like, let's give give this guy anything he wants until he goes away. Christopher
2: Reeve is a a taller Superman and a bigger man, and they did it. decent job getting but you know Clark you, him
3: honestly up. in 1970 whenever would you have messed with christopher reeve would you have if you've seen christopher reeve in a coffee shop and be like you suck christopher reeve and throw coffee at him you wouldn't you wouldn't because you think he would pick you up and throw you out a window and you'd be you deserve it you'd have it coming and that's my rage stop trying to sell heavy as every man stop it stop it put him back in a superman suit let him be larger than life because he does that to a T. He does that without even trying. He's perfect that way. I totally buy him being the man of steel. I buy him dragging cruise liners by the by their anchor. You know, I, I get it. I buy that. I buy him being, you know, saving oil workers and being set on fire and mm-hmm. running around with that stupid smile on his face. I totally <clears> buy it. I, I do not buy him as Sherlock Holmes. I'm sorry. I don't buy It's like, oh, my God. You know, I can't disagree. He's that big and he's a genius. Stop it. Everybody's doing it. Thank you. That's all this, I wanted to say.
2: This has been Hassan Godwin's Rogue Rage. And this has been the Rogue Wave Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Next week, I love that I just keep teasing the same thing the last four weeks. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. But I think we're gonna actually do it next week because we don't have any guests scheduled between now and then next week. Good reason. Uh, we are gonna look ahead. We've got Loki coming out, but we're gonna look ahead to the Summer movie schedule. Look
3: ahead, to be honest with you, I don't like looking ahead. I like looking behind us. Mm. I'm not a big fan we, of looking ahead.
2: Well, we're gonna look ahead. We're gonna we're gonna fire up the gas it hurts meter to look ahead. We're gonna look at all the movies coming out, uh, all the new stuff hitting, all the TV shows hitting over the summer. Uh, that includes Loki. That includes Black Widow. We'll even kind of include uh, Song Chi because it's yeah, it's not quite the end.
3: You're of You're down on it, man. That's gonna be. I think that's gonna be the breakout movie for you. Because every movie that you generate that you, that you yeah, well, turns into a monster. That's
2: given, but it's, it's got to be genuine. Here's the funny thing. I'm not down on it. I think it's going to be pretty cool, but yeah, I feel but it's going to be Yeah, every
3: now and then, you, every time you talk about it, you kind of jab it a little. So I, I think do, that's going to be I, your I do,
2: because I feel like it's just going to be one of those movies that you go, you walk out of, and you go, that was really fun. And then don't that's, think about it again for the next three years until the sequel comes out.
3: That's going to be your movie. I, I, <laughs> I, I've, I've decided that's going
2: to be <laughs> it. We will give our predictions, sure to go wrong. Uh, we will see everybody next week.
1: Rogue Wave.